Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. 2021 is the year of multiplication, right? We've been talking about multiply. And uh, if you've been around Encounter Church for any length of time, you already know that this is certainly not a one-man show. I'm definitely not the only preacher. In fact, I think I'm probably not the best. So today, you're going to have a great privilege to receive a word from a great lady, right? We're all about multiplying preachers and teachers around here, and she is one of the best. So I want you guys to give my Valentine. Give my Valentine a hand. As she comes and shares the word today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thank you, thank you, Hunter. I am so excited to be sharing this word with you guys. But before I start, let's celebrate a couple of things. If you know a little bit about me, you know I like to party and I like to celebrate. And first, I want to, you know, today it's my parents' 40th anniversary. <laughs> 40 years. And I look at that picture. And we have a little gift for them. You know, <laughs> so well, we're just excited, you know, 40 years of commitment, it's a big deal. So that, was, that must be celebrated. If, the, if they can, we all can. But also, you know, in Mexico, Valentine's Day is not just like a romantic thing. At least where I grew up in Mexico, because I know a lot of people come from all over the place. But it's also Friendship Day. So it's a big deal on friends and, and, and honoring friendships and stuff like that. And, you know, I was just thinking about our church. I want you guys to get to know a little bit better. You know, in the last couple of months, we have had a lot of people from different places around the world visiting us. And I think it's pretty cool that we all are aware and that we get some time to get to know them. So if I have my, my friends from Venezuela, if you want to stand up, if you come from Venezuela, stand up. so they get to know you. Then I have some friends from Brazil, if my Brazilian friends wants to get up. Then I have some friends, am I missing? I mean, we have Colombians in the house, we have people from Argentina, oh yeah, Colombia, let's give a hand to Colombia over there. Then we have uh, some people I know from Argentina, and of course, you know, I'm going to leave the, the, not the least, but the, not, how to say not? Well, I'm going to leave my own for, for the last, but it's Mexico. If you're from Mexico, come on, stand up. Woo! And then we have some people from Honduras in the back. Yay! Okay, guys. 
So I want to just encourage you, go and get to know them. Some of them are just arriving from their countries, and we want to make them feel welcome. And so I know some of them are still learning English. So it will be very kind if you just go and say hi and don't try to establish long conversations. But, you know, a small conversation would work. So some of you are just getting anxious about just me telling you to go and talk to someone that's from a different culture, but that's okay. This is what we do here in Counter Church. Okay, so today I'm going to be sharing about attacking anxiety. We heard a lot about anxiety attacks, but today we're going to do the opposite. We're going to talk about attack anxiety. Say with me, attack anxiety. I know we're taking a break from the multiply theme that Hunter's been doing, but as I was sharing this with Hunter, he thought like, you need to share this, and I hope it's going to encourage you the same way it encouraged me. So, you know, in December, you know, like two months ago, it seems like forever ago, but it's not really. I was just, um, just waking up. I don't know if it was late at night or very early in the morning. I don't know, because when you're a mom, you don't know what happens in between. You know, it's like, it could be still night, but you feel like it's morning. Anyways, but I felt that God told me, like I heard God telling me, you know, because I'm also praying for the new year, praying for what God wants for me. And I heard God very clearly telling me, Liz, your, my will for you is to not be anxious about anything. And I'm like, well, that's nice, you know. <laughs> that sounds pretty nice. And, but I'm like, okay, wait, like. What? And then God is like, my will for you is for you not to be anxious about anything. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds pretty ideal. You know, I, that's what I said, like, oh, okay. And then I went to bed. And then I woke up, and I was just like, those words would not, like, kind of depart. You know, I felt it inside of me. And through the couple of days, the next days, I felt like I was saying, my will for you is not to be anxious about anything. And then I was like, God, but your will for me is not very realistic right now. <laughs> you know, don't you see, like, what's going on? You know, like, look around me. Look at, at the issues we're having uh, around us. Look at, at, at family situations that we're walking through. Look at church situations that we're walking through. Look at the virus that we all thought was going to be gone by December, but it seems like it's staying, you know, and all these things. So I was really like, I don't think this is very realistic for me. And so... But I just felt that that would not leave me. So I said, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study this. I need to find out how can I not be anxious when everything around me is causing anxiety. And um, during the following days, I started, like, meditating. How would it be not to be anxious about anything? And, and I, that, meant, that concept was kind of far from me. You know, it's like, I have no idea how could this be even possible. But I knew, I knew that the Bible talked about it. Does it make sense? It was not something that I did not know about it. I knew what the Bible talked about it. But I found that for some reason that I was not living on it. You know what I'm saying? I was not experimenting through the fullness of what the Bible says. So I kind of felt like the Holy Spirit was kindly correcting me, you know, about not walking in this truth. And, and what anxiety means for me is just a constant worry and a lack of peace. I don't know if you ever felt anxious at some point. You know, just worry and a lack of peace. And, and what I want to 
first say is like, I'm not going to be talking about mental health today. And I don't, when I'm talking about anxiety, I'm going to talk about what I've experienced with anxiety, but this is not mental health. So do not like screen me through your mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's separate. But I do believe there's healing for that. Um, so I felt like, okay, I mean, the Holy Spirit is drawing me to, to study about this. The Holy Spirit is, is tapping into an issue in my heart that I'm definitely not uh, overcoming and not walking in that freedom. So I was like, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into this anxiety, what the Bible says about it. And, you know, the verse that came to my mind, you're probably already thinking about it, is Felicia, Felicia, <laughs> Philippians, I'm thinking about Felicia probably, <laughs> Philippians 4, 6 to 7, Philippians. So, you know, you're familiar with this verse, right? When we think about, don't worry, okay, so I knew this verse, but obviously I was not living the truth of this verse. So that's what was bothering me because if it's there in the Bible and God said it's for me, I can have access to this. And for some reason, I'm not having access to this. So something, I'm getting something wrong here. Something must not be communicating correctly. And by now in my walk with the Lord, I know that God is always right. And he is God and I'm not. So I, I came through this because... Uh, the kind of person that I am is like, as I've read the Bible through the years, I, I want to experience everything that the Bible says I can. You know, I want to walk in that fullness. So it bothers me when I'm not walking in that fullness. Does that make sense? So I'm like, something is wrong. Something, I'm not understanding something or something has not been revealed to me. So in the, in, in the next days and weeks, I started praying. I need a revelation of this. I need to know where can I unlock this? Where can I step into this so I can live uh, according to what the Bible says. So Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, Do not, don't worry about anything. That's a pretty big statement right now. You know, okay, he's like, don't worry about anything. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, that's how I felt like I can try. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So I read and read and read and read this verse, and I'm like, well, let's read the Amplified Version. I'm reading all the versions. I'm trying to see what am I not getting here. And the Amplified Version says, do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. And like, I'm, I read it like four times over and over. And, and some of the words, you know, that started popping out is like, instead, then, you know, as you live in Christ, and stands guard over your heart and your mind. Now I want to read the message translation. The same verse. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. 
Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's, a, it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. And I'm going to be sharing things I learned with these verses after I studied, studied them. And so I'm like reading it, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting the point that every time, every worry, for every worry, instead I should pray. Okay? So then, you know, by this time in my life that I'm studying this, um, we have COVID. <laughs> we, got, uh, we tested positive for COVID, uh, me, Hunter, my entire family. So I'm like, but I'm still studying this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, and now we have COVID, and I should not worry, you know? So, uh, so what I got from this is kind of like, you know, this is the center, like, this is my life, you know? So I'm, I'm getting the picture, like, every, every, for every worry, I should pray. For every anxious thought, I should, not like covering it, but replace it with prayer, right? So... One of those days that we were all, like, sick, and, and, and by this, you need, like, the thing with, with, with growing up, I guess, with adulting is you, you understand pain in a different way. You know, you, you, you are, you, like, some of us have gone through hard stuff, you know, and, and when you go through hard things, it kind of, like, makes you feel like, like, am I, is life safe? You know, what's going to happen next? I don't know if, if, if you uh, relate with this. For example, like, two years ago when my mom was diagnosed with a rare uh, blood cancer, you know, that was a hard valley that we walked through. And, and that kind of, like, marked your life for good because we saw all the miracles of God and we saw all the power and the healing. And we saw what it means to walk through the through, like, the valley and the deepest darkness, but still him, him be with you and, and, and experimenting that peace. But when you go through that, it's like there's something that happens that you filter everything through, like, what's the next thing that's coming? Yeah. And I feel like that's how I was living my life, like, kind of like I need to be ready because what if something bad happens again? What if something, we get another bad news of, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens? And I feel like Kindly, the Holy Spirit wa was wanting me to be, be free from this. And, and that's something that I'm still working on. It's not something that I'm like completely overcame, but I've, I've, I learned how to walk through it now and how to claim my peace. So, so this is what, the first thing I understood is like every, I'm starting to like dissect this. You know, I'm like trying to understand it. So I'm like, for every worry, I'm going to turn it into a prayer. Okay, and one of these days that it was chaotic, people were feeling sick, you know, I'm, I'm stressed about my mom, I mean, she tested positive for COVID, the only thing, you know, we were, we were being super careful uh, for the most part, um, you know, and then that happened, so it's like, what am I need to get right, I remember, like, I remember, like, asking God, like, okay, just tell me, like, are we going to die, like, who's going to, you know, like, I just want to know, what am I getting, you know, what do we need to be ready for? You know, I need to know. After you've been through, like, a lot, you're just like, just tell me, like, what am I expecting? 
But the Lord is like, my will for you is not to be anxious about anything. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. So, okay, so I'm going to do the first thing that I understood how to, what to do. So I grab a, a notebook and I, I said, okay, okay, let's see if this works, you know. I grab my notebook and I started writing every single thing that was making me feel anxious that I was worried about. So I went and I started boom, 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 writing, you know, like my list of things. And then I started uh, turning them into prayer. So then after I wrote them down, I went to the top and I started praying. I'm praying for healing, Lord, like you said you're a healer. You, you know, you said that your angels are, you know, I started praying for each one of them. And then the, and then I read, if we go back to the, to the, the verse, uh, the NLT or the, ampl the Amplify version. Let's put the Amplify version. Uh, in everything or situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Yeah. So then I started, Lord, you've healed us before. You are our healer now. Lord, you have provided before. You are our healer now. You have, like, you have taken care of us. You know, so I started doing that. I started doing that. I started doing that. And before I move about the three things I learned by doing this, I want to tell you something that I learned, that anxiety comes a lot, at least in my life, from the need to control. When things get out of our control, we start to worry, we start to fret, and we start to get anxious. So by writing all these things and, and, and praying, I realized the time that, that worry and anxiety is consuming, all the time and space that is consuming from me that is taking from my, my brain, from my mind, and from my soul. So um, we spend so much energy trying to control things that we actually cannot control. Right. Yep. A lot of energy and time trying to control things that we can't control. And I, and, and I love how, like, God left this for us because he kind of knew. You know, we are, like, controlling by nature. Uh, and, and he left us this. So, so I told you, I started writing things, all the things, and I started turning them into prayers, one by one. And, and I started thanking the Lord. And, and there are three things, three lessons that I want to share with you that I learned that I hope they help you today to, to walk in the fullness of what the, of what the Bible says. And the first one is... But before I go to that one, I want to say something about multiply. There are people that are more anxious by nature and some others are not. You know, I don't know. Like, I think I'm more anxious than Hunter. Like, I get anxious about a lot of things easily. And for, for him, it seems like it's not a big deal. But I, I've noticed that, like, anxiety kind of runs in my family. Like, just the fret of things, you know. And, and I was just thinking, like, I don't want this for my kids. Like, I don't want Anna and Oliver to be anxious, like, to, to walk in anxiety. I want them to be free from this, and I want, them, I want them to see me walking in peace. I want to multiply peace instead of anxiety. So I'm like, I really need to get this straight because I don't want to pass down that. And that's something that I want to challenge all of us, that we can multiply peace instead of anxiety. So the first thing I learned is that prayer postures the heart. By me writing all this and turning them into prayer with thanksgiving, I learned that prayer, prayer positions our hearts to receive peace. Right. Yeah. Listen, 
daily prayer or praying multiple times a day like me. Because after, first I started to do the list because I needed to train my brain not to automatically go to worry, but automatically go to prayer. And I've been a Christian for a long time, and I consider myself a person that prays, that reads the Bible. I have my devotion like, like in priority. And I've realized that, that, that I was not praying enough. You know, I'm going to worry instead of going to prayer. So daily prayer, praying multiple times a day, opens the door to a deeper relationship with Jesus. So when we are constantly, constantly turning my worry, guys, this, this is, I do this like, tw like 20 times a day or like more, you know. But now, by now, I'm more trained to as soon as I feel it, I turn it into prayer. I turn it into prayer. I turn it into prayer. So what, listen, I said, what are you talking about? My relationship with God is great. Well, it can be even better. That's what I, under, I learned, that my relationship with God can be better. My relationship with Jesus, it, there, I, I discovered that there's more depth and there's more, I, I don't know how to explain it. The relationship is all about interaction. I discovered that my, by me praying and turning every single worry and turning every single anxiety, it, I was interacting more with Jesus. I was interacting on a, almost like a, a day. Sometimes I pray like three times an hour, you know, as soon as the, as the thought comes. So listen, when, when you give your worries to him and your anxieties, you are saying, I trust that you are more powerful than I am. You know, when I said, here it is, here it is, I'm, I'm making a statement in the spiritual. I'm saying, I, I'm not God. You are God. And you can handle my family. And you can handle my finances. And you can provide for me. And you are the healer. I am not. You are God. And I am not. You know, you are seated in the throne of my heart, not me and my ideas and how I need to solve everything and control every person around me or every situation. You know, when Jesus walks into our situation, something has to change. Because he is peace. And if peace is present, something has to change. And something that I learned is that God wants to be involved Say involved. God wants to be involved in every single care of yours. He wants to be involved in every area of your life more than you can ever know. I discovered that because he took the time to listen to my 30-something worries and talk to me about every single one of them. And he brought revelation. And, um, you know, we need to understand that the definition of peace is not zero problems. The definition of peace is rest in the middle of the problem. Supernatural rest in the middle of the problem. And because it's Valentine's Day, I learned something that I've been discovering as I turn my prayers and my worries into prayer every single day, any time of the day, through the day, multiple times a day. A lot of anxiety comes from relationships. God was just telling me, say every, every little concern. Because it said there, every little concern. Everyone. So I realized that a lot of anxiety that we carry around comes from relationships. Like, if you had to confront someone at work, you know, you confront the person, but then you leave and it's like, 
I don't know if the person's going to hang me. You know, all those stuff. Or like in your marriage or with your parents, with your kids, with friends, with your teamwork. I don't know, with whoever you are around, you know, there's always like the anxiety of things. <laughs> and I started even praying for every single one of those situations. And I say, Lord, like, and I found out that is the need of control. Like, I need to know what the person is saying or feeling about me and thinking about me, you know. And that causes anxiety. So that's just extra for relationships. If you have relationship issues or you have zero relationships, praying about it and asking God what he thinks and asking God what the next step is like the best thing we can ever do. So, you know, at this time, we are getting, we're feeling better about COVID. We are thanking God that, that we got mild. I know a lot of people get it pretty bad, so we're thankful that, you know, we overcame as a family, that my mom overcame as a family, like even through everything she went through two years ago. And we're just, you know, talking about church, you know, like, what do we do? You know, like, fear is present, the worries are present, but we, we always felt that like God's called us to move forward, to move forward. And I'm like, okay, we're moving forward. You know, but you know, things like this happen, and you get, like, angry comments and angry texts, and it's your fault, and da-da-da-da, you super spreaders, and that's why Georgia is like this, and all these things, right? And I mean, I mean, when it comes like that, well, I was like, Lord Jesus, like, what should we do? Like, I'm really concerned. Like, what's the next step? If blah, blah, and all these things. And the Lord spoke to me with a quote about, I don't know if you know who Jim Elliott is, one of the greatest missionaries in South America that gave their lives for, to bring the gospel to people that, in the Amazon jungle. And the Lord, like, brought me to this, and it says, listen, because this is very freeing for us right now, I feel he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. So I want you to redip this. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And I feel like God told me, you cannot keep your health list. You cannot keep people's health. You cannot keep when people die and when I live. I am the one that holds life and death. I am. So why are you stressing about something you cannot control? And, and I want to talk to you about, like, the virus. Because going through it, it's so from the devil, this virus is so from the pit of hell. Because it not only makes you sick. But it, 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 it messes you with your mind. It messes you with you emotionally and the fear. And it's like attached with like fear and anxiety and all these things. But God said to me, you cannot control life and you cannot control health. But you know, but, but it's, it tells, everybody tells us if you do this, you're going to save your life. If you do this, you're going to stay healthy. Do this and save lives. So don't do this because you're killing people. We cannot save people. and We cannot kill people. Only the Lord determines. Only the Lord determines because, you know, we don't know. Before they say this is going to happen, we don't know at this point. Only God knows. So I feel like a lot of people are like paralyzed trying to keep their health, trying to keep their finances, but they're losing the eternity, which is the most important thing. You know, we cannot hold on to the things of this earth, you know, and things that we cannot even keep. When we go to heaven, but the only thing that we can keep with is Jesus and following him, that's the first thing that goes down the window when things get tough. 
So when I'm like praying and the Lord like spoke to me, let you like nobody can. You, you, you think you have too much control of health. And I want to show you this meme because I feel like the Lord spoke to me through this meme. It's like how you look trying to control things you can't. Just. <laughs> Let it, let it minister to you. I feel like that was me. <laughs> and that's us most of the time. You know, we cannot control. We cannot control when we're going to meet the one we're going to marry. We cannot control when, you know, what is my, what do I be supposed to be doing in this year? You know, we, we don't know those things. You know, we cannot control uh, sometimes the decisions our spouse is making, the decisions our family around us are making. You know, as much as I want to control that, I can't. <laughs> but really, we can't. So I feel like a lot of energy, we spend a lot of our um, uh, time and energy trying to do that, but... But God wants to be involved. God wants to talk to you. You know, the more I grow older in my relationship with him, the more I know that he wants to talk to me. He wants me to know what he's thinking about every single thing I'm going through. The problem is that we don't make the time. We don't posture our heart. We don't make room for him to talk specifics. Because what we do when we worry and we're anxious, we, instead of turning, instead of praying, what I've done and most of us have done is just I go to distraction mode. Let me, like, get into Instagram. Let me get on Facebook. Let me see what my friends are doing. So I'm, my mind is distracted from the issue that I really need to tackle. You know, the issue that that's the only way to get peace. I feel like, um, our, like sometimes this generation with everything so fast. You know, you want to know about, like, how to do a party, you go to Pinterest and da, da, da. If you want to know how to do this or how to speak another language, you go to Google Translator. You know, it's so easy. But when it comes to relationships and a relationship with God is something that you cultivate. It's something that you learn how to posture yourself to listen, to hear from him. You know, so, so I just want to encourage us to, to practice this. And the second thing I learned this is pretty cool. I learned that peace is a weapon. Peace is a weapon. You know, you don't guard something just because, you know. You guard something because it needs to be protected. Like, I guard my kids with my life, you know. I do not allow the enemy to come and mess around like the enemy. So I'm constantly, like, guarding. Like, what are they watching? What are they talking to? What is going on? You know, just, like. Just, I'm like not like on them, but like behind them, you know, like, hey, no, this is not a safe environment. So I, that's something that I guard. And, and in the verses that we read, we read in the, in, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, in the NLT, it says that, that his peace will guard your hearts and minds. So... His peace will guard your hearts and minds. That means that my heart and my mind needs to be protected and guarded. 
But it says that it's not me, the one responsible of guarding my mind and my heart. It's his peace that will serve as a guard for my mind and my heart. And I'm like, gosh, I really, really need this peace. You know, I really need it because I definitely see that my heart and, and mind um, needs guard. But also if we read the Amplified, the Amplified version of the same verse, it says that um, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds. So again, it says it's guarding. His peace can guard our hearts and our minds. And... I love the, the message because it says Christ displaces worry. You know, it's like displaces worry. So if he has to displace it, you know, it has to mean that it's, it's, there's a space that needs to be filled with prayer, you know. So when I look at the word guard, you know, it was not just protection, but it's talking about um, a sentinel. Is that how you say it? Uh, uh, it, it represents like a soldier. That in the army language, that's the kind of the guard that it's talking about, not just like protecting. So peace is a, we a weapon that protects our heart and mind. So when I was studying this and thinking like, man, peace is my weapon. Peace is my weapon. I thought about the armor of God in Ephesians. Have you, do you know, you've heard about the armor of God. So let's go to Ephesians 6.15. It says, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace, say gospel of peace, in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and, re and the readiness produced by the good news. Okay, so <clears throat> the Lord, because I was like, well, now I'm in a journey of seeing all the peace. You know, like, okay, so where else is this peace? Where, where else does it talk about peace? And the Lord brought me to this, and he revealed to me that when it says with firm-footed stability, talks about no anxiety. Because when I'm anxious, I'm not firm, you know, and I, I don't have food stability. I'm shaky. I don't know where to go. I'm, I'm just all over the place. And then it says, and the readiness produced by the good news, readiness means that we're not paralyzed. Some of us have been paralyzed for a whole year with this virus. You know, some of us have been paralyzed by pain, by situations, by hardship. But it says also that you put like, you strap your feet with this piece of the gospel because we need to move forward. You walk in peace. You fight with peace. You know, he does not give us a peace so everything is happy and pretty and perfect and we don't do anything about it. And he says it is the peace of the gospel. What is the gospel? The word of God that Jesus came to save us so we can have the Holy Spirit, which is his presence in the middle of our circumstance so I can walk and I can move forward being like firm-footed stability and readiness. So I'm ready for what's next. Is this helping some of you guys? So I want to read again Ephesians 6.15, but the NLT. Four shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Fully prepared. God did not cause us for to panic. I feel like the people of God should be the most prepared to know when there are crises coming. I'm not saying it's not hard. I know it's hard. I know it's scary. But that's why, you know, that's why 
We pray in every circumstance. Fully prepared. Are you fully prepared for what's ahead of you? Or are you just like, have no clue? <laughs> I want to read another verse that talks about peace, and this is so cool. John 14, 27. I'm going to read the Amplified. This is Jesus saying before he leaves, peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. So peace gives us courage and strength. And for such a time as this, we need to be disciples of Jesus that are courageous. That are feeling strong. And then Ephesians, I want to read to you Ephesians 6, 15. But I want to read 15 through 18, the entire thing. I want to read the message. This is so cool. It says, be prepared. Oh, listen to this. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. You, you, I, I think about you're, you're up against far more than you can control on your own. More than you can manage. More than you can have ideas for, plan for. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued. So that when it's all over by the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith. And salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirit up so that no one falls behind or drops out. The fight is real. But he did not, you know, he left us with his peace. The third thing I learned, you know, the first one was, you guys remember the one, peace postures the heart. I mean, prayer postures the heart to receive peace. And then peace is a weapon. How many of you feel like, man, I have not been using that weapon? I felt like I talk a lot about hope and faith and all these things, but I have not used the weapon of peace. So I, it's a new weapon that I'm, like, learning, you know. It's cool. Like, when you get, when you get a new car, <clears throat> and, like, if you don't read the manual, you're missing out, like, on 60% of what the car can do. Like, if I get to the car and I just think, like, oh, this button is cool, you know. Oh, you, but when I read the manual, I'm like, whoa, you know, I can totally, with my little thing, turn on my car from far, you know. So that's how it is with, with us and, and walking with the Lord. If you don't read the Bible completely through it, you're not going to get all the benefits from it. And then, I mean, no wonder people don't want to be like us. Does it make sense? Like, we should have something that people say, I want that peace that she has. She's walking through valley, but she's in peace somehow, so tell me about it. 
Okay, my last point. Oh, I'm late. Sorry. Peace is found. <laughs> peace is found in Jesus. In Jesus. So peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of Jesus. You know, I don't just want to have moments of peace because I've had moments of peace. I've come to the church, I experience this presence and I feel at peace or I have a conversation with someone that's more mature than me or with someone that's a good friend and I, I have moments of peace. But I want peace to be a lifestyle, not just moments. I want to be in it. You know, I want to live it. And, and peace is a lifestyle where Jesus is in it. And I want to look, you know, in Philippians 4, 7 again, the, the last part of this verse said, as you live in Christ. Yes. You know, you'll, you'll have this space in Christ when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. So in this, I see that in order as you keep, it's not like I pray, I pray, you know, I give it to him. I'm going to receive his peace and peace out. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Is that as I, as I worry, I turn every single one into prayers, every single one, and then I'm staying in him. Yes. I'm allowing him to be at the center of my life, telling me, guiding me, speaking to me, talking to me, and then I don't leave. But what we normally do is when things get well, peace out. That's what we normally, we tend to do as humans. And I was looking at the definition of in, you know, and it's the word, uh, the Greek F, and it's a preposition. And the definition, I don't know if I have it there. No? Do you have it? Oh, yes. The definition is in, on, at, by, with. And you can use it, you can use as in, in, on, and among. So when I think about this, Christ needs to be in, on, at, by, with, in, on, and among. In order to, to have this peace as a lifestyle. There's no other way. Because if we don't have this peace as a lifestyle, yeah, we come for a, mem a momentary peace that I experience at church or at prayer. But then I go home and it's hell at home. You know, and then I go to my addiction to alcohol, addiction to pornography, addiction to food, addiction to social media, and, and it's unhealthy all over the place. But that's not the life as disciples of Jesus that we should be living. This is not the life that he has for me. The life that he has for me is that I stay in him and he's on me and by me and at me and among me every single day. Yes. And you say, how is that possible? You just have to try. Yes. You just have to start by every worry, turn it into prayer. You can start by saying, I don't know you, God. I don't even know how, but I'm here. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. Sometimes we are living as Christians thinking we're going to have peace when the virus is gone. We're going to have peace when my debt is paid. I'm going to have peace when I find the one, the right person to marry. I'm going to have peace when my husband changes. I wanna I'm going to have peace when I don't have cancer anymore. I'm going to have peace when I don't have this sickness anymore. I'm going to have peace when this situation changes. 
but they're still talking about our nature to control. I am controlling when I'm going to have peace, when you change, or when this changes. And, and something that the Lord was telling me, because, you know, we prayed and I prayed, Lord, change. We need change. We need breakthrough. <laughs> and change and breakthrough is not like happening the way I thought it was going to happen. And the Lord said, maybe you are the one that needs to change and have a breakthrough to live the life that's in front of you. And a lot of people are paralyzed in their homes, not living life, full of anxiety, full of fear, because we are not walking with Jesus because Apparently things are not changing. So I must change my worry nature. I must change that I'm not, I'm, I'm not close to Jesus and get closer to him and get that peace in my shoes, the gospel, to be ready to keep moving forward. So if I'm not experiencing, experiencing the peace that surpasses the understanding of cancer, that surpasses the understanding of my future, that surpasses the understanding of pain, that surpasses the understanding of political and racial issues, that surpasses brokenness, that surpasses getting old, that surpasses relationships, that surpasses coronavirus. It might be that I'm not walking yet in the fullness of what it means being in Christ. Because I've always prayed, let the peace that surpasses understanding fill your heart. I don't know what it means. But I felt God say is, even when you don't understand, you can have peace. Even when you don't understand why it's happening to you, you can be in peace and walk in peace. So I understand now. You don't have to understand what's going on to have peace. So I just want to quote a scripture that you know about peace in this it's in Mark, and it's okay if we don't put it there. I can tell you about it because you will know when the disciples and the storm and Jesus calmed the storm and say, be still. And you can say, like, you offend me by saying that I still do not know Jesus or walk in the fullness. Well, you know, the disciples knew Jesus and were sleeping with him in the boat but did not know him. I mean, they've seen him, like, do miracles in the chapters before, and they're, they're in they're with him, but they did not know him because when he got tough, the first thing that they said was, you don't care that we're going to die? They're telling the God that came to be human and was going to bleed for them. And they saw him having the most compassion and touching people. And the first thing the disciple says, you don't care about my stuff. You don't care that I am suffering. But I feel like that's what I do when it gets hard. So that when I do, I just want to say, if you do this, it's okay. But don't stay there. I've told many times, I pray, Lord, I, obviously I don't know you because I don't trust you. You don't know. You don't trust people you do not know. You don't trust people that you never talk to. If a stranger comes and says, hey, Liz, can I watch your kids? Like, no, I don't know you. But if there's someone that I talk every single day and I know I can trust. So our trust, our control issues really come from a lack of trusting God. 
and that we all need to grow and learn. I am still learning. I am still learning. I don't have it figured out, and I don't think I will until I see Jesus face to face. But, but Jesus says, do you still have no faith and confidence in me? Like, you still don't know who I am. So, how many of you today say, man, I need to, to, to be in Christ, he with me, in, on, and everything. I need to pray for my worries. And the anxieties, a lot of, like, young people are so anxious about the future, I know, I remember being, I wanted to know it all. I wanted to know my job, my, my future husband, and, and have it all figured out. But only Jesus is the answer. Only Jesus can satisfy. Only Jesus is the answer. And, and, and as I finish, I want to talk about another piece very quickly. Because we can have peace in him. But if we don't, if we don't have peace with him, we cannot have peace at all. In Romans 5, 1 and 2, it says, we have peace with God because what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. If you are not sure that when you die, you're going to go to heaven, that your sins are forgiven, that's the first piece. If you don't, you're not sure you're at peace with God, there's no way you can experience everything I'm telling you about. Because if you're not worried that you might go to hell, you've been blinded by the enemy. Because we're going we're gonna to die for sure. We cannot control how. And if you've never thought about, man, am I going to go to heaven or am I going to go to hell? That's the first piece you need to get today. Because we cannot, with so much distraction and with so much craziness, people are not thinking about eternity and salvation. And they're living, we're living our lives however we want it, thinking that there's no repercussion. But there is and there will be the final days, the judgment of God. And, and just getting to know this should, should get like a holy fear. I remember when I experienced the presence of God and I knew I'm going to go to hell if I don't repent. I don't know if you remember. And then when I received the gift of salvation, my life completely changed. And I was never ever the same and I did not want anything to do with my old self. That's the first piece we, we need to have today. I'm going to ask everyone to close your eyes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.